0: Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Polite Company, a podcast on the two things that we aren't supposed to talk about in Polite Company, religion and politics. My name is Dennis Sanders and I will be your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, I'd like to start by saying just please consider rating this podcast and leaving a good review. This is a kind of a, we're doing a few test episodes to see how this will all work. But do consider leaving a review so we know how things are going. And um, hopefully, consider subscribing on whatever service you use to hear this podcast. So before we go into today's topic, a little about myself. As I said earlier, my name is Dennis Sanders. I am a 50-something pastor and communications consultant uh, living in Minneapolis with my husband and our cats. Um, I'm a native of Flint, Michigan. A town that you don't really need any introduction about. Everyone seems to know everything about my hometown. Uh, My parents were auto workers, so I am a big car guy Um, and love to talk about cars. But this podcast will be focusing on politics and religion. These are two things that I talk about. Um, And here on this podcast, we'll be talking about uh, these two topics, sometimes separately and sometimes where they intersect. Um, just so you know ahead of time that a lot of the politics that I will talk about will probably be from the center-right, because that's kind of where I am politically. But don't worry if you are on the center-left, we will uh, throw in some commentary there every so often. So, uh, today's topic. Today's topic is third parties. Well, actually, not third parties in general, but Creating a new center right party as a home um, for anti Trump conservatives. Now, Donald Trump has mulled the idea of starting a third party himself that will be called the Patriot Party, but rumor has it that he has been talked out of this idea. Um, his confidants basically gave him a dose of reality that it, it was better to reign in the Republican Party where he already had power. Um, he has the power now. Why give that up and to create a new party? Um, frankly, I, I never thought that that was a real option. Um, we know that Donald Trump is incredibly lazy, and so it just didn't make any sense that he would actually take the time to start a new party. And also, it is a lot easier for him to just primary the people he don't he doesn't like than so to try to start a new party from scratch. But the idea of a new party isn't a bad one, um, because it is time to create a new center-right party. Um, For those of us who believe in a party with policies and ideas, um, it just seems like this is the time to start. Uh, The two sides of the GOP are kind of growing farther and farther apart. so I think that instead of hoping that uh, the orange Cheeto God will leave and form a new party, it makes a whole lot more sense to, for those of us who are no longer part of the mainstream of the party to leave and start our own party. Now, starting a third party in America has always been difficult, and some would consider this move foolhardy. But you have to wonder if the stars are finally aligning for a new party. It's interesting in reading, there's a recent story from the New York Times that after the January 6th attack on the Capitol, um, a lot of people decided to switch their party identification. So as the New York Times is saying here that more than thirty thousand people, thirty-three thousand people in California, who are registered Republicans, had left the party in those, in about three weeks after the Washington event, the riot, the insurrection, and in Pennsylvania that is uh, twelve thousand, in um, Arizona ten thousand. Uh, an analysis of the voting records in January found that about. In 25 states, 140,000 Republicans quit the party. Um, now, not every state is a state where you can change your registration, because these are states where they do change. Um, for example, Minnesota, I don't have to declare there is no registration of my party. But a lot of people have either, for the most part, have have become independent and and. Some have become Democrats. Now, it's um, not unusual for people to leave a political party after a presidential election, but this amount of change is unprecedented. Um, and you have to think about that. At the same time, there are a number of local and state parties that are basically censuring anyone that has even remotely criticized President Trump. So we've seen the things that people um, censuring Jeff, former Senator Jeff Flake, uh, Cindy McCain, um, Greg Ducey, the governor of Arizona, Bill Cassidy, the senator of Louisiana, Ben Sass, the senator from Nebraska. Um, of course, Liz Cheney, from the representative from Wyoming. I know that as of today, um, on February fifteenth, um, we already cons- Mitt Romney is also being censured, and it will continue. Um, there are the, the basically the rule right now is, if you do anything that goes against Donald Trump, you will the state parties will go after you. And then there are, are also these disturbing things, where such as the Oregon. Um, GOP has talked about January sixth as a false flag, and that's also the leader of the Senate in Michigan said that this didn't happen. Um, the Texas GOP has joined the social media site Gab, and Gab was kind of the place before Parler um, where people on the right gathered, and it was is is well known for a site uh, where people gather where anti Semitic messages are traded. The other thing that is happening is that there's a lot of talking, especially among Republican leaders. On the 5th of February, about 120 Republicans met over Zoom to talk about the future of the GOP. Um, About 40% of those gathered are interested in creating a third party. Um, There are others that are interested in seeking change from within. Um, The early discussions right now, are including former elected Republicans, former officials in Republican administrations going back to Ronald Reagan, um, ex-ambassadors, Republican strategists, um, The the plan that they think would be to run candidates in some races, but also to endorse center-right candidates and others, and be they Republicans, independents, or Democrats. Um, now there were, as I said, two options. About 40 percent, Evan McMillan, who is uh, the leader of Stand-up Republic and also led an independent uh, campaign for president in 2016 against Donald Trump, um, said about 40 percent of those people on the call backed a breakaway third party. Um, another option that is also under discussion is to form a faction. Um, the faction would either operate within the current GOP or outside of it, which is a little weird because a faction outside of it would kind of be a political party. Um, There are names already under discussion for this new party. um, The Integrity Party or the Center-Right Party. I'm actually more interested in or more partial to something like the Whigs, or Whig Alliance, or Union of Whigs, or something. Um, So that's kind of where the third party is going. Now, there are already going to be people that will say that this is a bad idea. And if they are really, really political science nerds, they are going to talk about Duvinger's Law. Anytime that we talk about third parties, we're almost always going to hear the concept of Duvinger's law. This is a law that was named after the French sociologist Maurice Duvinger, and he posited this theory, that systems that have a simple majority, or what is also called first-past-the-post, generally favor only two parties, and that it is only democracies that have some, time, some form a proportional representation and those will be countries kind of like Israel or the Netherlands to some extent Germany can have multi-party systems so according to Duvinger's law uh, a third a system like the united states or the uk or canada that have what they call first past the post systems just could not have third parties because the system basically rejects having more than two parties now, this is a fascinating theory. There is only one little problem with it. It looks like only the United States is the nation that follows Duvinger's law. Because if you look at other um, other countries, such as Canada and the UK, and they do have first past to post systems, they actually have successful third parties. Now, the third parties sometimes very seldom are the type that can, and because they both have Westminster-style parliamentary systems, they aren't the type that will necessarily win outright, but they do have parties that successfully present candidates and successfully has have representation in their national legislatures. So, for example, the UK has two major parties, the Conservatives and Labour, but There is also a third party that consistently wins seats in Parliament, and that is the Liberal Democrats. And there are a host of other smaller parties that are also represented um, in Parliament, such as the Scottish National Party. Um, I can never say the the Welsh Party. Um, But there are a number of parties that are also represented. In Canada, there are two parties that consistently win seats in Parliament and that would be the big parties, the Conservatives and the Liberals. But behind those two main parties there are three other parties that also win seats in Parliament on a regular basis and that would include the Socialist uh, New Democrats, uh, the Separatist Bloc Copécois, and the Green Party. So The idea that um, a third party wouldn't work in a first-past-the-post system is really not true because we've already seen it in two countries where it does work. So if it works in the UK and Canada, there's nothing that says it can't work in the United States. And I think that we have to look into that. Because it's really hard to see, as um, Sarah Isger has noted um, from the Dispatch, how you can have two people like uh, Mitt Romney and Marjorie Taylor Greene in the same party. They are just too different. They're too... They just don't gel in any way or shape or form. Now about myself, I thought that there was a time in my own life where I really wanted to believe that the GOP could be reformed. But the thing is, is that I don't think that that can happen anymore. Um, the base is very much behind Donald Trump, even though he is not even no longer president, um, trying to even create a faction within the party, um, which I've written about. Um, might be an option, and in fact, Adam Kinzinger, who is a representative from Illinois and a well-known anti-Trump conservative, has created a PAC um, to support um, Jimmy candidates and to counter Trumpism. I have the utmost respect for Kinzinger, and in some ways I hope that his PAC is successful, but I just think that this change from within is going to be a major challenge. Trump has been part of the party. He has basically molded the party into his image. And the image that it is, is is one that has become more and more anti-democratic. It is not interested in governing. It is not interested in policies like a normal political party. I have to agree, sadly, with Michael Gerson Um, who is a columnist for the Washington Post and a conservative, anti-Trump conservative, that Trumpism in some ways is a form of, or at at the very least, a proto-American fascism. He explains why he has come to this conclusion. and It is a conclusion that he's long resisted. And so this is what he says. How can anyone view the trashing of our political tradition as evidence of patriotism? Because some have adopted a very different political philosophy than the founders did. This approach to government promises the recovery of a mythical past. It feeds a sense of white victimhood. It emphasizes emotion over reason. It denigrates experts and expertise. It slanders outsiders and blames them for social and economic ills. It warms of global plots by Jews and shadowy elites. It accepts the lies of a leader as a deeper form of political truth. It revels in anger and dehumanization. It praises law and order while reserving the right to disobey the law and overturn the political order through violence. So, it's really hard to be a faction in a party where a large part of it has become anti-democratic because you would still have to talk to this faction. You would still have to work with this faction. And the Trumpists aren't simply a group that we have just slight disagreements. There is fundamental difference on the basis of American governance. It's not a faction that you could do business with, nor should you. I have to agree with Chris Vance, who is the former head of the Washington State GOP. And in some ways, there is already a third party, and that that would be the people who have voted for impeachment. Um, that would be the 17 groups, uh, 17 representatives and senators that have voted um, against um, or voted to support um, conviction or impeachment. Um, and I think that they are not the only ones, that there is, or there is a groundswell of people throughout the country And, of course, as we we saw here, there are tens of thousands of people that have left the party. So, it's hard for me to say that there isn't an interest here. However, of course, there are the naysayers, and one of them is Chris, I'm not going to get this wrong, Chris Saliza He used to be with Washington Post, now it's with CNN, and he thinks it won't work. believe that the GOP has already fought this fight in 2016 um, and every anti-Trump candidate um, who ran up against Trump lost. Now I think that that's kind of kind of relating uh, comparing apples to oranges because that was actually a party primary. That wasn't an actual new party. So I don't know what you're talking about. He's talking about there. Um, there is no leader for the movement, that people rally around candidates. Um, there isn't really anyone that, who, who could come together, um, and who would that be? And then he talks about the fact that there are no um, elected officials. Most of elected officials have zero interest in it. Um, And he talks about, of course, the many people who were against the um, electoral college, um, to object to the electoral college results, for example, in Pennsylvania, um, that basically there is no clamor to get beyond Trump. The interesting thing about this is that Silliza never really offers an alternative. And I really don't like writers... That offer critiques. That offer critiques, but then don't offer a solution. Um, and so, what is the solution? Just to do nothing and hope for the best? To give up and join the Democrats? He doesn't say. He just. It seems like he's kind of just looking at this from his perch in Washington and thinking well there's just no support and one I think maybe he needs to go outside of Washington to look and see and two I don't know what else he considers we should do now I think that a lot of people and maybe Siliza is one of them thinks that everyone who is against Trump should just join the Dems everyone should just become a Democrat And we'll have all the sane and normal people on one side and all the nuts on the other. And, of course, the hope, and at least probably the arrogant belief, is that the sane party will win all the time. Because, of course, it's sane. And sure, it will until it doesn't. The problem is, what happens if the Democrats swing too far to the left? What if the economy goes bad and people decide to stay home? The fact is that, that there is always going to be a 50% chance that the crazies, quote-unquote, will win. And then what happens? What do you think is going to happen when we have a Senator Marjorie Taylor Greene or a President Jim Jordan? Do you think that they're going to respect democracy? And what happens, especially to someone like me, who is gay and who is African-American, do you think I'm going to be okay under under a leadership where there is not even... Anyone that can stop the crazy? So, you know, third parties are an exercise in futility in the United States. I totally agree with that. And probably maybe Salyza is right that there aren't enough of us to really make a dent. But I think that anti-Trump conservatives must try. Because even though President Trump is no longer president, democracy is at risk. We still have a party that is less and less willing to believe in the concept of democracy. And the only way that we can save our democratic system of government, it's going to have to be through creating a third party that can compete with the major parties and especially compete with the GOP. Because I think the danger isn't that we try and fail. The danger is that, we, is that we fail and that we don't even try. I think that this is the time to create a viable third party. There are just too many things that seem to be all working together. So I hope that we will, that there will be a move to create a third party. And that we don't miss this chance. Well, that concludes this first episode of um, Polite Company. Again, my name is Dennis Sanders, the host, and um, we will could be I will be back shortly with a new episode. And like I said, we will be talking sometimes mostly on politics, but sometimes it'll be focused more on religion, and sometimes where the two come together. So. Um, Please, again, if you are interested, um, please uh, leave a review um, or rate. Um, Please consider subscribing on whatever service you use. If you have any questions that you have um, that you'd like to email me, um, you can send them to Denmin at gmail.com. That's D-E-N-M-I-N-N. At gmail.com. So, uh, that's it for this week, um, or for tonight. So, hope things are going well. Take care. Um, we'll see you soon. Godspeed.